everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wake Up and Grow. I am your host, Natalie Bittinger, and today I have a special guest with me, JD, um, and he and I are going to talk about the topic of missions. But JD, if you want to go ahead, give your give like a little introduction about yourself. Okay, okay. So, what's up, everybody? My name is JD. I'm 24 years old. And I'm just, you know, a guy that loves Jesus. And, you know, lately in life, just became, you know, a missionary. And some missionary work in there, uh, evangelism. Um, yes, love it. <laughs> so this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about on my podcast for a hot minute. It's just something I think a lot of Christians don't fully understand, in my opinion. But again, Natalie's opinion um, so that's what I wanted to go over today, and I want to warn our listeners that you and I are very unserious people, so we will definitely go down some rabbit trails, <laughs> but we will try and get back on track, but also, again, feel free to interrupt me at any point in time. I, I think one of the best ways to understand the topic of missions is by looking at the Great Commission. Um, which is why you know I mentioned that to you in our conversation. But I want to go ahead and just read that for our listeners. So in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, it says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came to and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Mm. Preach. <laughs> I will preach. Yes. And I'll warn you, I'm a very literary thinker, if that makes any sense. Mm. Like, the words that are used matter to me. And so sometimes to help me understand certain parts of scripture, I just literally dissect the words that are used. Um, But that's just not how Natalie's brain thinks. But before I dive into that, what, what are some thoughts you have on that passage just right off the bat? Ooh, so right off the bat, I mean, there's a lot going on. I love the, the Great Commission. Um, but actually something that just gets my attention is just, I'll, I'll be a, a little bit, just bring the bigger picture here is, um, this is Jesus' last words, you know? Right. So I'm like, okay, um, this is, this has to be important, right? I mean, right. if I was going to die and I got, you know, a couple minutes with whoever I'm with, whether it's family or friends, I would want whatever I say to be so epic and be so, you know, memorable. And, you know, I don't know. I, I have no idea what I would say. <laughs> but Jesus said these words. So I think they, 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 they mean a lot. And there's a lot to dissect here. Um, I believe we're going to have a, a really fun conversation. Oh, yes. <laughs> for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely that being his last words make them even more important. 
I mean, everything that Jesus says is important, but yeah, them being his last words just adds more weight to them. But like I said, I, I'm literally going to dissect this message word for word. <laughs> so verses 19 and 20 were immediately stopped by the first word, therefore. In writing, this word indicates that the following information is dependent on the previous statement. So we then go back to verse 18, which says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore. And that that really just kind of stuck out to me like, oh, this is why we can do the Great Commission is verse 18. Because Jesus has been given all authority on heaven and on earth. That gives us the power to do the Great Commission, to do missions. We step out not only in faith, but under the authority and power of Jesus Christ when we spread the gospel, which is a crazy and amazing thought to me. <laughs> you know, I have the authority of the Almighty God at my back as well as it compelling me to do what he has called me to do. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I I love that. I love that you, you brought that. You know, like, I also care about the words um, a lot. So, um, God, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, exactly. So, it brings you back to verse 18. And if I'm allowed to, to maybe jump on a verse that wasn't Absolutely. there, but... No, verse 17. So I feel like that brings me back to 17. Uh, so we rewind just a tiny bit. It says that the disciples worshiped them, also doubted him. And I'm like, yeah, yo, what? What do you right. mean? Um, but I think this is so important uh, to bring up since we're talking about missions. Because since this, you know, we already said this is Jesus' last words. He's saying that he has all the authority. They worshiped him. And yes, some of them were you know, hesitating and being kind of uncertain of what is going on, you know? I mean, let's be honest. Jesus died, was gone for three days. Disciples were going crazy. Mm -hmm. Fear, scared, worried. Like, what's going on? Wasn't he the Messiah? Right. He comes back to life. He resurrects. He appears to them. And they, hey, I would be a little bit confused. I'm like, what? What's happening? What? Um... It's great to see that, you know, even the disciples that walk with Jesus uh, had that hesitation. The, the, the reason I say hesitation or uncertainty, uncertainty is because that Greek word for, you know, about it is distasso, and it means that, you know, wavering. So mm-hmm. even though they were wavering in their faith, they still decided to worship, which right. I think is a great response for us to have. And since we're talking about missions, I think it's great to say that even though, you know, oh, yeah, let's go and reach all the nations and do missions, we could still have some <laughs> moments of like, God, what is going on? Right. I have you know, no idea. We, yeah, we don't have to know all of the next steps with whatever he's sending us out to do, wherever he's sending us to go. Yeah. That's a great point. Which brings me to the next point of go. You know, that's the next word. Therefore, go. I think a lot of people view missions as something that's for a select group of people when 
it's really for all Christians. We're not meant to live this passive life of Christianity. It's not a passive life. Right. We we have to be active. And I think something that this brought to mind was this uh, term in psychology. I'm a big fan of psychology. I studied it for a little bit in college. But <laughs> it, this, this term is called the bystander effect. And essentially, it's when a large presence of others discourages action from one person because they think, oh, there's so many people here, someone else will do something. And I think that's something that Christians fall heavily into when it comes to missions both at home and abroad. And it's a very at least from the psychology standpoint, it's a very difficult habit to break. Wow. But I think it's something that as Christians, we have to break. Otherwise, we can't complete the commission. We can't do missions if we think we can get by by living this passive life. Wow, that's, a, that's beautiful. That's great, you brought like psychology into this super interested. Uh, and that, um, and and you're so right. I mean, if we don't see, you know, people doing something, it's like, I don't know. We just get discouraged. Let's let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but you get discouraged. And it's like I don't know. And as you said, passive life is so tempting. I mean, it's so easy. It's so right. comforting. I'm like, I don't need to leave. I don't need to sweat. I don't need to talk to strangers. I don't need to go <laughs> do hard stuff. Um. So yeah, life is good until we realize, as you said, you know. God has all the authority. Jesus has, I have all the authority, heaven and on earth. Right. And this is not a suggestion, it's a command. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, maybe we forget sometimes that this is actually a command. And we take it a little bit lightly of, oh yeah, he said like, if you want, it, go. Yeah, I don't really see in that in scripture. I don't think there's an if you want. It's like... <laughs> If you want, talk about me, you know. If you want, you, you could preach the gospel. Whenever you feel like though, right? Right. Just whenever. Yeah, that's great. Then there's the another command in there is make disciples. Mm. Therefore, go and make disciples. And then this gets into like the whole definition of certain words. My brain does that too. Disciple is defined as a follower or student of a teacher, leader, or philosopher. Which means you and I are disciples of Jesus as well, not just the original twelve apostles discipleship isn't limited to those 12 guys that lived with Jesus for three and a half years or whatever and I think a lot of Christians specifically in America don't understand that we don't view ourselves as disciples I think especially in you and I's generation today they think I I think we think we have to do something special to be a disciple of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I agree. The just whole thing of just being a disciple of Jesus, I think uh, could be a thing that as we walk life, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. You know, and it's like, well, but if we're if we're followers, then we're also doers of what he said mm-hmm. uh, for us to do. And that automatically is like, yeah, we are, we are disciples. If we're disciples, we're, we're 
you know, called to make other disciples. Yeah. And that that's not just when people get saved. And it's like, oh, you're automatically a disciple. And I'm like, well, uh, no, they just got saved. Now that person's going to need someone that hasn't been walking with Jesus mm-hmm. to also walk with them and is doing life with them as well. Right. Well, it's kind of like sharing with someone the intricacies of your craft. Like, I like to draw and all that fun stuff. If I wanted to teach someone else how I do that, I would teach them all the little steps and how I have learned that. You know, that's kind of how we should be approaching making disciples. You're right, you know, once someone gets saved, that's not the end of the line there. They have to learn and understand the things about being a part of the body of Christ, about being a follower of Jesus. And you can't you can learn that without community kind of but not in a way that helps you truly understand it if it makes any sense yeah yeah absolutely i mean and and knowing that all of this is is possible just because of you know the first verse i'll probably come back to this verse like <laughs> through this entire conversation that is not just because all like all this is because of his power like all yes. our powerlessness will not hinder his work because he's the one empowering us we just need to believe and keep in mind his authority every day I, I feel like if we don't keep this in mind every day i could get discouraged we could all get discouraged and just think you know oh i'm you know about his authority his words his promises and then eventually we were discouraged and decide not to step out because we're in a way doubting the very first verse 18 that he has all the authority in heaven and on earth. And the only reason we could do anything of this is because he is with us. So, Jesus is so sick. I love it. (laughs) No, you're right. And I think another thing that maybe discourages um, the discipleship through missions is a lot of our generation thinks that we don't have anything we can bring to the table. Um, you know, even if we, we know we are saved, we've been walking with Jesus, learning more about him and our place in his kingdom. I think a lot of us doubt our ability. Um, and I actually, I talked about this in, in the episode before, but I kind of want to hit on it again with the fact that you use social media, um, as a platform to spread the gospel. I use a podcast and there's so many different ways that we can complete the great commission via missions whether we go somewhere whether we stay at home in our community and i kind of wanted to see and ask you you know how and what are some ways that you've been able to make disciples through social media through going other places yeah um so that's a very interesting uh, conversation as you mentioned it's, it's so beautiful to see the amount of tools that we have like with technology so it's sometimes things are not even in person and could be online or right. you know as you said podcast social media and it's it's so interesting um for me it has definitely uh definitely be a, a learning uh, process because mm-hmm. As you said, first I will I will be discouraged. I'm like God, uh, how do how do I do this? How how are we gonna do this together? Um, I thought that you needed like a you know you need a, a 
pulpit for this. You need a platform for this. And it's like, no, you just need people. That's that's pretty much all, all that we need. Um, so discipleship can look very uh, different. I've throughout my life how he has uh, looked is, of course, in person, you know, mm-hmm. doing life with someone. So it's not just sitting down and, and, and reading the Bible, but it's actually uh, doing life with this person, uh, going to, you know, all the events that is taking place in this person's life and see how, hey, look how Jesus is like in every single thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, hey, come here so I just teach you some classes and lessons, you know. Right. Uh, it's not really like that. Uh, it has looked also as, you know, Bible studies I, I did like during pandemic times. Mm-hmm. I did a two-hour, uh, two-hour, no, sorry, <laughs> uh, two years of Bible study. Um, every single week with people and we touch every topic that you could imagine um, and yeah so it has looked very different honestly throughout life and in other countries same thing it's like you go spend some time there and disciple people but then when you come back it's like hey we still in touch you know with messages right. hey how can I pray for you hey you know what do you need and, and just truly caring about that person's life I think uh, discipleship is is really dying to yourself mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. And I, I, I say a little bit just to be funny, but uh, it's actually dying to yourself a lot because yeah. we care about our time a lot. And making disciples means I have to die to whatever I want to do with my time to do what Jesus said. So I will die to myself and to do the things that I want to do and dedicate my life to this person, right. you know. And give my, I mean, what. Corny quote, but you know, time is valuable. Time is, you know, money, whatever you want to say. But, you know, time is valuable. So the fact that you're spending it with someone else means you care, means mm-hmm. you value that other person's life. For sure. No, yeah. And I think that comes back to the fact that we, as Christians, are to live our lives as Christ did. And what did he do? He literally gave up his life, the entirety of it, for others. And that's that's how we ought to live when we approach missions and completing the Great Commission is it is a selfless a selfless command that we are given to share the gospel with others. Mm-hmm. Random side note, I do remember those live streams you did because I was on those <laughs> and some of them did last two hours. I remember that. Yeah, but, that's why I said two hours. <laughs> it would last so long. I apologize. Sorry, yeah. guys. No, that's good. They were good though, so hey. But that then kind of brings up the question of the who involved in missions. Like, who am I going to minister to? Mm. And verse 19 kind of lays it out pretty plainly, in my opinion. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, and then baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. all nations that's it (laughs) there's no ifs ands or buts you know we don't we don't get to pick and choose who the gospel is given to oh you know god did or well yeah jesus didn't die just for a specific people for a specific timeline of people he died for all people in all timelines. Come on. And I think 
some Christians like to pick and choose who they share the gospel but something my pastor said a couple weeks ago was something along the lines of spreading the gospel on your part is done so by your circle of influence who you are around it is proximity proximity based so you are where you are because you are to reach the people you are around fire and i think we think we have to go abroad there's nothing wrong with abroad missions that's very important very um it's scriptural but i think some christians think they're failing if they're unable to go abroad and do missions which i've never been abroad i would love to go but i also see the importance of home missions mm, you're speaking facts <laughs> no i think it's, it's just crazy that some christians think they can pick and choose who the gospel goes to i mean we were all gentiles at one point in terms of like lineage and all that but and the yeah. jews wanted to do the same thing they wanted to keep before christ obviously they wanted to keep themselves as god's only people and obviously god had different plans but it that's one thing that frustrates me the most and i shouldn't get frustrated but i do no that's that's honestly so fire and i mean everything you said and also including your your pastor um i think it's so interesting to talk about that as well because that could be a thing that also gets people discouraged or think like oh i suck as a christian because i haven't been to africa mm -hmm. and i haven't made a post in asia i haven't made a post with helping people and giving food to the homeless right. and it's not really about that uh, i think it's so cool that the bible says to all nations and the fact that all nations could be your backyard, could be your neighbor, could be your people in your school, could be people in your workplace. Because guess what? It's kind of crazy that we do have a bunch of diversity where we are, you know? And there's people with, you know, different cultures, different stories, and just different backgrounds. And guess what? You reach that one person and you are reaching nations. And I think something that maybe we kind of underestimate it's just the fact that one it's just one soul you know um of course we want to reach millions we want to reach as many people as we as we can mm -hmm. but just one person man that's a whole generation yeah so if we if we will only approach people when when god tells us something if we would only approach someone like oh man but i haven't been to africa yes but if you reach that person in mcdonald's that maybe wants to kill themselves or mm -hmm they're depressed or anxious and you reach to them you never know what could come out of that person right. you never know like it could be you know the next evangelist preacher i don't know what what they could become or maybe they don't and they just become another you know passionate uh, person mm -hmm. that goes and tells the testimony and because of that their family gets saved friends get saved and future generations like it's Honestly, it's just mind-boggling. Um, like, there, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just too much. It's crazy. And that was something I struggled with when I was 
new to Christianity. I mean, I grew up in the church, um, but when I first started intentionally walking with Christ, that was something I struggled with. I was like, what, what can I do? Um, because I'm an introvert. I'm <laughs> still am quite shy, which is why the podcast kind of hiding behind the mic worked for me. Knowing that God can use me anywhere wherever I'm at in the moment really helped me to see both myself and others, like the people I was around, as more important. And mm. it really allowed me to look at the people I'm around day to day, you know, at work, um, when I go to the store, here, even here at home, just to look at them with more intention and wow. to really see okay how can god use me today here's what i got here's what i'm bringing to the table god you use it however you see fit and i think that takes that takes a lot of humility and willingness to bend to god's will which is incredibly hard but (laughs) so worth it in the end when you allow God to use you to in, to affect someone else's life, which is really kind of the whole point of missions, is going out and affecting others' lives for Christ. Yeah. Wow. That is, ah, that's amazing. Uh, I, I love that you brought humility into this because, I mean, that does take a lot of humility in, in, in the sense that even to talk to someone, even if you, you know, as you share, you're an introvert, I'm sort of an uh, introvert myself. Like, oh man, if I could just not talk to people. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, there's always that moment of, you know, I feel like we've all been through this that, God, you use me. You know, send me, do this with me. Come on. Then God is like, okay, talk to that person or your friend. I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's, it's fine. I'm okay. I didn't think you would say it right now okay. and you will answer quick. Or, matter of fact, God already told you you know yeah you're already sent he said go therefore make disciples you know so it's like reach out to your friend go to this go to that um but it does take humility like absolutely uh just because even doubting you know how he says uh matter of fact in the book of mark it even mentions that <laughs> jesus rebuked him for that that is like that is pride in our heart of like i think that what i think is better than what god thinks i think that what i think is better than what he has to say and what he has already said so i will follow and stick to what i think and my beliefs and how my heart feels right now instead of what god you know tells me to do what god uh, has commanded so it does take humility it does take you know ah okay i'll go sweat talk to this stranger i don't know i always say sweat because i'm I swear so much. I swear so much when I talk to anyone. Um, but yeah. But as I said, conversations and evangelizing and missions is just go talk to someone, man. As soon as you say hi, there's no going back. Like, I said, come on. As soon as you say hi to someone, you can't just walk, walk away. I mean, that would be funny, but... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That would be funny, though. But don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, don't <laughs> say what God told you to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I can't remember where the verse is right now, but 
he's telling the disciples, you know, I'll give you the words to say. Don't even worry about that. Don't worry about you what are what you are going to say, because my Holy Spirit will give you the right words for whatever that person needs in that moment. And I mm, think I know on. that's how Satan gets it. Natalie is like, oh, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna? What if you mess up and say the wrong word and then they turn away from Jesus forever? What? <laughs> that was always something that I struggled with. But understanding that it's it's not Natalie who's talking anyways. It's Ooh, come on. the Holy Spirit talking through me. And I mentioned this in the previous episode when I went over the portion in Exodus where Moses' staff turned into God's staff. And I kind of, I messaged you about that, about that. And I was like, oh, this is so great because that means whatever I bring to the table isn't mine anymore. It can't be tainted by Natalie's human faults because it's not mine. It's God's now. And whatever is his becomes holy and can be used perfectly for his kingdom. And it, that just... That brings me a sense of peace about going up to people and talking about Christ with them, talking about their issues, knowing that God's going to give me the words to say because it's him that's talking. And I think that's, that's, good. that's something that needs to be kept in the mind of those who are going out for missions and trying to complete the commission. Is It's not... You are simply... A vessel. You are the envelope that the letter was written and sent in. Yeah, but. that's amazing. I mean, I guess a great. Uh, it's a great reminder. It's a, a great reminder to keep that um, just in mind every single day. It's tough. Mm -hmm. You know, we can forget easily, but if we like dissect this, and I mean, just the Bible speaks about this all, you know, all around, but. He is with us, you know, always to the ends of yeah. the age, yeah. which is like, hey, yo, this is it's like full circle moment where the Great Commission, it's a great commission because, yeah, it's, yes, it's like great. It's, it's tough. It's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But the only reason it's great is because the person that sent us is uh, great. And the only reason we can do this is because he is great and he is going to be with us always. And if he's with us always, when we go talk to that person and when we go do missions and when we go reach out to someone I'm not doing that alone mm -hmm. the very Holy Spirit is inside of us and we're you know it's we're not doing this just for the Lord we're doing this with the Lord mm -hmm. so this could easily turn into legalistic I need to work 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 so God will smile at me and be happy with me that's why I do missions but it's not really that it's more of I do this for the Lord but most importantly, I'm doing this with the Lord. This is His heart. Mm -hmm. So, God, I want to do this in partnership with You and through Your Holy Spirit. Um, so, yes, I love, I love that. Like we are vessels, but we have to remember what that vessel is carrying, yes. and is the very Holy Spirit of God. Which, once you see it like that, I'm like, oh, dang, that that's kind of crazy. That's kind of nuts. Mm -hmm. Just remembering what. Like you said, yes, we are the vessel, but we have to remember what it is we're carrying. 
couple years ago, there was an older lady in my church, and we were talking about kind of the same thing, missions, in Sunday school. And she, she was mentioning how her college roommate wasn't a Christian. Um, I don't think they even went to, like, a Christian college. But she was saying how almost 50 years later, that same college roommate calls her up and was like, hey, I wanted to thank you. And she's like, for what? And her college roommate was like, for living as Christ lived. You know, you never, you never preached at me. You never really brought up Christ to me, but I could see it in the way you lived. I could tell that you were aware that he was with you and living in you. And I wanted to thank you for that because that brought me to Christ. And it's, that was inspiring in and of itself. But just to remember that, yes, we are vessels, we're human, we're broken, but we are carrying something, someone that is pure and holy and righteous and that others see that we're not hidden from anybody's sight even though we as introverts we probably want to be but we we are very (laughs) much out there and we are being observed and so our conduct as christians very much matters and that's a big part of completing the great commission is people seeing you walk the walk and talk the talk living what you're preaching yeah and they will know us by our love yes. and this so crazy it's like oh man I, it's just so good because as you were saying like we are exposed people will look at us how awkward would be you know like you're speeding and the police stop you yeah I'm on my way to church sorry I, I, I don't know yeah so funny that happened actually oh, well man. continue the story we're not gonna talk about that uh, um, just the fact that God is with us every day, you know, uh, like the fullness of every day. Like, I don't, I don't know how to put this even into like, it's just so deep. Like he says, he will be with us always. And every single day that we walk and people see us, it's like, they will see Jesus with us. Like it's the fullness of every day. It's not like some days he will be somewhat kind of present, kind of sort of will feel him or not which of course don't rely on your feelings but right. it's just every day even those days that you feel like you suck as a christian even those days you feel like i don't know there's days you feel unimportant there's yeah. days you feel like eh, i don't care about myself no one cares about me god doesn't care about me no one cares about me <laughs> like it, whatever days um all all days good days bad days horrible days incredible days he is in the fullness of every single day, like every minute. He feels all of it. Um, I feel like that's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like I'm encouraged <laughs> by just reading, by just reading that on the Great Commission. It's like oh, I feel like let's go, sure. let's go out, okay. let's go now out to the world right now. March out into the into the world. Yeah, that kind of reminded me of how Moses. I can't remember the timeline, but I've been reading too many different portions of the Bible at the same time. Now they're all jumping. But yes, when he came down from the mountain, having spent time with God, 
it says his face glowed like the sun. And he ended up putting a veil over it because the people were like, God's with him. And at that time, that was kind of a different dynamic. But to, to radiate with the presence of Jesus Christ, that's my goal as a person. But to then allow him to shine so brightly in us that we can't help but complete the Great Commission wherever we go. You know, people noticing him in how we walk, in how we present ourselves. Not that we have to be all like prim and proper, you know, but like in how we treat others and how we treat ourselves too. To be radiating with his presence like Moses. It's just that's kind of the heart of missions is knowing who is in you and that you're to go forth with him in you to give him to others and then it like you said it's kind of a circle it starts you then goes to another person and it just goes around and around because it at some point you won't be with those people you <clears throat> completed the commission with but they now have that authority, or that command. And so it continues. And it's like a forest fire. Which is so encouraging, you know. It's not on us to save the whole world. Which Natalie used to think that as a young child. But, <laughs> you know, it's... Okay, superhero? No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I thought I was, but no. Uh, that was before God humbled me. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to know that it doesn't stop with us as individuals. Mm. It continues. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome because I'm glad that you mentioned that because <laughs> of course I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm a, I have to say the world. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a pretty heavy burden uh, to carry and I'm glad not a superhero i'm glad i don't have to save the world um i feel like we need to learn how not to save the world uh, and whoa hold on heretic no hold on guys that's not what i'm trying to say not i'm not saying don't go preach but i think we have to learn as christian how not to save the world in the sense that we are not the ones doing the saving like salvation is found in him and him alone so i do not have to stress out and just bring someone into salvation if you get what i'm saying is like i will do what he told me to do i will preach boldly i will give the gospel i will teach you know i will do everything ultimately knowing that hey someone could preach someone could water that but whoever brings the like god brings the growth like it's not me that's gonna make the seed grow um of course let's water it let's disciple people right, let's, right. let's we can but he's the one that saves, and that is beautiful. Because if that was your job as well, we'd probably suck at it. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like that analogy of the, the plant. I'm, the reason the podcast is titled Wake Up and Grow is I have an, an obsession with plants. But you're right in that, you know, we can cultivate this seed we planted in someone's life of Christ but 
we can't force it to grow. I mean, there's no power we have that can make that grow. It's all him. He what makes he created the plants, and so I understand that like they grow on his behalf. They grow at his speaking, and so the same is with that seed of salvation, that seed of wanting to live a life with Christ in someone else's heart, in their soul. You know, we can nourish it as best we can, as much as he commands us to, but the growth ultimately comes from him being in their lives, which starts by us introducing them to him. Yep. That removes that weight from our shoulders, which is very important. You're not experiencing burnout as a Christian. Facts. That is facts. Not get burned out. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Not cool at all. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, guys. No. <laughs> For sure, no. Stay away from burnout. For she is with you. Always. That's a whole bar. I'm sorry. I. Uh, no, don't. a whole bar. Yeah, I, agree. I just I just know that. What is what is something that um I, I feel like wait am I supposed to ask a question? I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but but give us give us something that is like you would tell the the younger you is like hey and I know we talked about it a little bit but if you could pick just one thing of like hey don't don't do this you know I just tell your younger self like hey great commission. I could tell my younger self, don't do X. It would probably be, don't, don't let your pride get in the way. That was something I struggled with as both a, like a high schooler into my first year of college, which God humbled me. We're past that. Thank goodness. But, part of it was my personality part of it was i was around a lot of people that i that i viewed because of my pride as problems more than i did people like i always i had part of it was i had goals that i was adamant that i wanted to achieve and i let those goals get in the way of my pursuit with my relationship with God, as well as my pursuit in cultivating those relationships I have with others. And so it wow. it very much hindered me completing the Great Commission because I couldn't see the needs of others because I was blinding myself with my own needs. And there's nothing wrong in taking care of yourself. You know, we're stewards of this body of our lives and take care of it as best we can. But also live the selfless life that Jesus lived. And that was something I very much struggled with within high school to first year or two of college. But for sure, I would tell my younger self, shut up and put aside your pride. <laughs> You're really not as important as you think you are. Just shut up. <laughs> but, you know. Nice. You'll still right there. I'm bad for asking a question. I don't know. No, just. No. That is a-okay. Alright, before we wrap up the episode, anything else about missions that I may have missed, that I may have not touched on long enough that you wanted to, that you want to 
tell our listeners about? Oh, man. Honestly? And, of course, this, you might be like, J.D., where's that in the verse? But it's like, just love Jesus, man. Like, if I could just say something about, like, the Great Commission is, it does not make sense if you don't follow the first commandment. Everything's just so much harder. Just love Jesus. Uh, if JD would have under like understood that way way back in his life, and that's just uh, the encounter I just had the, the the Lord, you know, in my younger years, it's just just love him, just love on him. Don't try to, you know, fulfill all the other nine commandments and then the Great Commission without the first one. It just won't make sense. Everything will be a burden. Everything will be harder. And honestly, it just won't make sense. It just, it just really won't, you know, works, uh, based salvation. We're going to get into that deep theology, but I'm not, I'm not going there. But, um, all I'm trying to say is just all of this becomes way easier loving Jesus. Um, you will be able to give up everything. I'm not saying it's not going to be hard, but what I'm saying is it's going to be better and it's definitely going to be, uh, fulfilling to your life because you're going to say, Oh, um, I, I love the Lord. That's why I'm doing this. It's not because you're trying to achieve something or his approval or anything. We're already approved, we're already loved, we're already everything. Uh, so it's just, just, just love on him. And the everyday thing, like live your life on a mission. You know, I think that that would be the thing. It's just whether you're in Africa or Europe or, or you're just being faithful where God put you. One thing is for sure, there's no better place to be where Jesus has like placed you where he wants you to be so there's no better place than that even if you think you'll probably be happier in australia or you think oh, you'll be happier Somewhere in asia right like yeah no matter no matter where um there's no better place to be where he uh has placed you and like that that's it and just level him because it's, it's, everything is, will be so much easier like yeah it's so much better but yeah that that would be that would be my, my thing that shit for me well again thank you for joining me today it's been a pleasure and I hope we get to do it again uh, sometime yeah absolutely future. but for you listeners y'all can find JD's socials in the show notes I'll put those in there go check them out send them some love but just to remind you listeners again Wake Up and Go releases bi-weekly this is every other Monday and that is it. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Love.